Hello. Hi, I'm Nina Lee. And I'm Youth Radio. And this is Luis Martinez. Stay tuned for some cool cucumbers and other radio segments of comparable coolness. Like our New Mexico Media Network Roundtable segment. Uh, I don't actually have any cucumbers in the studio. Or an interview with Ibda, a group of dancing Palestinian refugees. I, I could go home and get some. Or, or I think I have a salad in my pocket. But for now, we'll go to Marshallon for our first for our first music piece. Fiesta. <laughs> How's it going, New Mexico? This is Marshallon. Uh, to start off your start off our show and to kick off your night, we're gonna play some Stephen Marley with Hey Baby on his Got Music CD. That was Stephen Marley with Hey Baby on his God Music CD. And now we're going to listen to Luis and Mina. The state of Palestine was divided in 1947 to establish the nation of Israel, resulting in two separate homelands for the Arab and Jewish people. This land division has polarized Arabs and Israelis for over 50 years. Resulting in ongoing violent conflicts. Despite the conflict, a group of young Palestinian refugees have found a creative outlet for expressing themselves. Michael Harley has a story. A group of young Palestinian refugees are touring the United States with a performance organization known as IBDA. IBDA, which means to create something out of nothing, is a grassroots organization that provides educational, cultural, and social programs for the children, youth, and women of a refugee camp in Palestine. I talked with members of IBDA's dance troupe, who were in Albuquerque recently for a performance at the South Broadway Cultural Center. Adam, Balkis, Mahmoud, and Zeneb range from ages 10 to 13. Their dance performances are their creative outlet to express their first-hand experiences of the situation in their homeland, where numerous villages have been destroyed by the Israeli army and many families have lost their homes and are now living in refugee camps. This is three of the members speaking through translator Ziad Abbas, world-renowned journalist and the co-founder and director of the Ibda dance troupe. Uh, First of all, she's the youngest one in the group. She's 10 years old. <coughs> she said that uh, she entered the dancing group. She decided to be a dancer after she saw her uh, sisters. They were two sisters. They were in other generations. So she decided to follow them. And she went to Ibda and she liked the, the work there. She became a dancer. Uh, and she chose that because she find out through the dance she can raise the awareness around the world about Palestinian refugees and Palestinian situation. And she said, this is the first time for us we travel outside Palestine. And we are coming here to show the people and to uh, encourage the people to learn about our situation and to learn about our suffering as a Palestinian refugees in the refugee camp. <laughs> عشان يوم 
نتطور شوي نطلع برا نعلم نعطي ونوخذ He said we, we start to be members in this organization since three years but to be in the dancing group since one year we learned how to dance and to uh, travel outside because we believe through traveling we can learn and we can teach and through dancing we can do this she said I heard about Ibda so I decided I will go to see what's this organization I went there and I find out they have a lot of activities there and they asked us to choose which project they want to be to participate and she decided she, she want to be a dancer in the dancing group and she learned and through the dance she learned about Palestine and the Palestinian history and she used it in the dance Despite the extraordinary conditions they've experienced back home, they're not so different from youth here in America. Their typical day seems similar to ours. Adam and Zaneb elaborate. يعني إحنا بنقضي يومنا يعني يوم أول شيء إحنا ناس بسيطين مش ناس كبار كثير حياتنا بسيطة بنعيش في مخيم. He said that with the children living in the refugee camp, we are very simple people. When we wake up at morning, we go to schools. Our schools, it's run by United Nations, which does mean it's very poor schools. Second, after the school, if we have uh, some homework, we do it and we finish with it. And after that, uh, we don't have anything to do. Only we go to the um, streets to play. We go to streets and most of the children, they spend their time in the streets. He said some people like us, we are lucky. We have an organization take care of our needs. We go, we learn dance, we learn uh, music, we have other activities. But in general, the children in the camp, they have nothing to do only to play in the streets. At the same time, they are living in very small houses, which is not qualified enough and it's not fit the needs for them. I want to add that even the streets very narrow and the houses connected to each other. So almost nothing to, there is no place to play. Ibda is currently traveling around the U.S. and Baltis says they have made many stops before coming to Albuquerque. She said we are in this mission since three weeks. We are traveling around. We are performing everywhere and we still have another five states, she said, but I think five big cities will go to perform. Uh, she said we are doing our, uh, we performed and we try as much as possible to explain to the people about our situation. And then she said, of course, we feel we are very uh, happy uh, from inside because we are doing something for the people. They are still living in the camp. They are not here, but we do something for them. And you try to explain about the situation uh, in Palestine. Ibda's members say they are delivering a message through the dances they perform. Baltis, Adam, and Mahmoud discuss. The message we want to transfer to the, all the people through this radio, first of all, we are uh, children, we have hands, we have legs. Uh, we want to live in freedom. 
We want to get back our rights. We want to return back to our homeland. And we want to be like everyone. So I struggle through the dancing group to return back to my homeland. She said through our travel and through our visit, we want to change the American public opinion and to change the picture about uh, the Palestinian and to teach them about the reality what's going on there. I just want to ask you about the question before how to begin. I came to my brother and I came to my brother and I came to my brother and I came to my brother. Uh, he said that he learned about the dancing group through his brother and his brother told him that when they travel outside this is such kind of opportunity where he met other people from other cultures from other uh, countries and he can speak about Palestine etc so he was very interested in the beginning to be part and he worked very hard to get to the dancing group and right now he came this is the first time he traveled with the dancing group and this is one of the ways he find out he can reach the people and teach the people about Palestine. I learned and I am right now committed to my land and to my freedom and to my struggle more than any time before. The dancing group helped me to create such kind of self-confident and to be more committed to my land and for, to my struggle. The miles away from each other, there are things the youth in America can do to help the youth and others in Palestine. Mahmoud and Baltis tell us how we can be proactive towards the situation. لازم يكون بين أجيالنا وأجيال كل البلاد الأخرى متساوية بين بعض يعني حقوق حقوقهم لازم تكون زي حقوقنا يعني. It should be there is such kind of relation between generations so they can work together toward good future and especially your generation have a lot of tasks to change the government, to change the government policy. Um, Adam, he said, of course, the future is very important and we should cooperate together to change this future. And your, uh, the, she said, sorry, the third one, she said that not only Palestine they are suffering, there are other countries they are suffering and to have a peace everywhere the new generation should cooperate together to create this opportunity to have peace and justice everywhere احنا بنطلب منكم انه يعني حاولوا كجيلهم انهم انه يمنع الحكومه الامريكيه تساعد اسرائيل على انهم يحتلونا ويعني يدعموهم هي اسك يور جينيريشن تو ورك to work, to change, to stop the American support to the Israeli occupation. And because the occupation there, it's killing us. Ibda's show incorporates Palestinian music into their dances. Here is a piece of music from one of the acts in their show. For KUNM Youth Radio, I'm Michael Harley. I'm Ina Lee. You're listening to Youth Radio on KUNM 89.9 FM. You just heard a lovely interview put together by Michael Harley featuring the Palestinian dance group IBDA. Now more music with Mars. 
All right. Next, we're gonna play some Wild Child, the Monument or the Movement Part Two from his Secondary Protocol CD. Uh-oh. Ladies, come on. Uh-oh. We need to get down. Ha. Rock, rock, y'all. We need to get down. Come, come on, freak, freak, y'all. We need to get down. Watch y'all about to freak it to your ladies like this. Sometimes I can't hear y'all. We need to get down. You know what make y'all wanna say? We gotta get down. Yeah, it's the movement part two, y'all. We need to get down. Yeah, get with my move, yeah. Come on, everyone's crowd and heard around town while trying to start the ritual. VIP for your eardrum, so you can miss starting the wiggle and then some. This game was meant to endanger a classical solo protocol. That was Hieroglyphics with Zoe Toe on their One Big Trip CD. And before that, I um, we played some um, Wild Child, The Movement Part 2. And next we have Gangstar with Now You're Mine. You're dead wrong. You'll never have the skills like mine. I write the ill-type rhymes. Now I'm reaching my prime. 360 dunk in your face. You can't compete. You're just a basket case. Let's separate the men from the boys. And put your money where your mouth is. No time for toys. Your game is weak, you geek. So don't sleep. Cause I'll be checking your wrecking it. When I start to creep through the back door. Yeah, that was Gangstar with Now You're Mine. And next, um, you got um, Luis. Nato, potato, tomato. And now for a roundtable discussion. I don't, not to be a big old chismosa, but seriously, <laughs> you gotta know these things. I'm sorry. I, I Sometimes I do need to know about, hey, what happened with Granny Spears and Kevin? I mean, what happened? Or Angelina. She had a baby and, her, and his CD's gonna bomb. I know that. See, yeah, it's nice to know about these things because it makes life funner to look at. This is yeah, because just like knowing about it's, the whole Iraq thing, it kind of... It gets yeah. kind of depressing after a while. I mean, you need like little cheese mess and little thing things like that. <laughs> I think that I think that how people are so fixated on uh, celebrities is kind of a symptom of how how detached people are from their own lives and how you know they just kind of live these isolated lives and drive you know to work alone in their little automobiles, burning gas, and you know <laughs> they get their little printout from the Christian Coalition and they you know get bus to the the you know, polling places, and they don't really ever think about living their own, you know, real lives. And then we don't think close enough to home either. Well, we always think about celebrities in Hollywood, <laughs> but we don't think about that there are celebrities, like, right close to our, our yeah, homes that, exactly. are, that are, are, you know, are, are great role models. That, that we, just, we just don't know about them because no one covers them. <laughs> it's because everybody wants to be famous. Everybody wants money so that it'll make them make it their life easier. But in reality, would you really want to be in that position when everybody knows that something's wrong in your life? I mean, people need to realize that it's better to have their own privacy than to have the whole world looking at them under a microscope. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of would want to be in that position, <laughs> <laughs> but not like you're talking about. I would want I would want the people in my community to know yeah. there was yeah. something wrong with me, 
And I think that's a big problem in society is that, I mean, like, people don't even know their next-door neighbors. And yeah. yeah they, they know Angelina Jolie better than their next-door neighbor. <laughs> Honestly, I know my next-door neighbors. They're my grandparents, so oh, I, I know them. Yeah. I know my <laughs> Last weekend, KUNM hosted a meeting of youth radio practitioners from across the state. We sat down in the studio and recorded an hour of the ensuing discourse. The list of participants follows. Martin Birch from Santa Fe, New Mexico, part of the Youth Radio Project at KSFR in Santa Fe. I'm Stephanie Riley, and I'm from ACMA. Uh, Jaron Kai with the Laguna Youth Radio Program and a part of the Laguna ACMA High School Youth Leadership Organization. Brandy Ami, I work at SingyWire on Sundays, and I'll also be a part of the Youth Radio in Laguna. My name is Kristen Riley. I'm a sophomore at Laguna Acoma High School. Hi, my name is Jamon Quace, and I'm a freshman at Taos High School. I'm part of Cultural Energy with Taos. My name is Marsh Chalan. I'm part of the Youth Radio, KUNM, in Albuquerque. Name's Philip Riley, and I'm part of Laguna and Acoma Youth Program. My name is Tracy Tram, and I'm part of the Albuquerque Youth Radio. I'm Carmen Gallegos. Um, from Santa Fe. I'm a sophomore at Capitol High, and I'm... Subject matter ranged from the trite to the less trite, and more important. Youth expressed their views on many issues, heretofore thought to be the sole domain of adults and America the dementia. just needs to mind its own damn business. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. They need to mind their own business. I you, think... Oh, go ahead. You don't think that if there are, like, human rights abuses in, in the, the world at large that it's our responsibility? Because, like, I think, you know... Like, even on the smallest level, if, like, my brother or, you know, someone in my family is, like, suffering, I'm going to try to, you know, end that. And so I think of it, like, just on a bigger level within your community or your state, your country, the world, I think it's every single person's responsibility to, you know, guarantee the human rights of every single person. Well, yeah, but, I mean, if, 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 they're, if they're in their own country, they don't care about them. Why should we care about... Well, no, 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 no. I don't want to put it like that. I'm saying it's you coming raised. out too wrong. No. You raised too... Anyway, no. <laughs> no, but like... I don't know how to put it in words, but seriously... Just, just well, let me it. tell you what I, I think about it. I mean, I, I don't think America should be the unilateral world's police force because we've seen how <laughs> all that works out. So, you know, we, we clearly we need to act together and uh, as a world, as a whole. And uh, and make some collective decisions. Well, yeah, I mean, act together and talk together. And talk and Don't go bomb another country just because you think there's something over there. Yeah. No. You go need to talk and, and feel, how, you feel how the rest of the world yeah. feels about it. Yes, or yes. Don't cover things up with Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt. <laughs> you see, you, oh. today, nowadays, there are tons of headlines that aren't getting broadcast yeah, break- because because we have Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt breaking up. Okay, I don't care about that. <laughs> I want to know what's going on over here. I want to see these stories. Although the diversity of the gathering was widely touted, it may also be notable that no black people, aboriginals, or Midwesterners were present at the event. Just a couple of days ago, I had a friend, and she was like, come on, Jamon, let's go get high or whatever. And I was like, no, I don't want to get high. And I was like, why, why do you want to get high? And she's like, it's not being high, it's getting everybody together to get high. And that right there just shows how lonely people are. They just want an excuse to get together to be associated with people, and they find that way through drugs. 
Jeroen Kai shared another perspective on youth drinking and drug use. I started when I was 13, but a couple things have happened to me in that short period of time, and I realized, you know, okay, this happened because I was drunk. This happened to me because I was stoned. This happened to me because, you know, I was on something. I was on some random drug. And, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, I, I've never tried drugs because I have, and I've gotten drunk. But I've realized, you know, it's just stupid. Yeah, from your own mistakes, you yeah, learn. I don't, I, don't need to go, I don't need to go out anymore and have a drink and get wasted and, you know, have something happen to me. But it wasn't all fun and games. Many acquired a new perspective on some of the motivations and implications behind teen motherhood on the reservation. Sometimes the person, or especially a young girl or a young woman, has problems in the family where she ends up taking care of her younger brothers or sisters. And it's what she goes through in the family of taking care of children, which makes her want to then start her own family because she's gone through everything of being a parent herself because her parents left her watching her younger brothers and sisters. At the same time, some may have taken a step back to look at their own perspectives on racial boundaries and definition. For me, I can't really be like racist or anything because I am white too. I'm Irish, I'm Native American, and so I have to love both sides of that. And it's not a problem for me because I'm proud that I'm Native American and I'm Irish. So when a lot of people hear that or that I'm mixed, they call me like a mutt or something. But it doesn't bother me because I'm proud of what I am, you know. Carmen Gallegos wanted to make sure and express her views and personal experiences with the World Wide Web, the information superhighway. I met this guy. He was, oh my God, he was so sweet, so gorgeous. I mean, he was so, I don't know, he was just the nicest guy. No, no. <laughs> he was he was twenty. I was thirteen. Oh, he was, oh. He was twenty. I was thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I he we said he's told me so. Let me send you a picture. I was like, all right, I'll send you one too. Uh-oh. So he sent me a picture. Dude was going bald already. Oh. I was like, no, and I stopped talking to him. But I mean, all that <laughs> internet stuff also is bad for you. So don't really get hooked on internet. <laughs> and on this note, we end our peek into the lives of real life flesh and blood American teenagers. They see us as, you know, a standard generation of Play-Doh mind teenagers that just because it's on TV, we're going to think it's cool. Just because it's on, just because it's on, on the radio that we're going to like it. No, a lot of us have different ideas and opinions about what goes on in today. Orange, door hinge, porridge. That was a roundtable discussion between members of the New Mexico Media Network. The New Mexico Media Network is a group of youth radio practitioners from across the state. According to Jamon Quace, the Taos Health Clinic is a, a, a big part of her community, and she's concerned about it closing. This is Jamon Quace with the perspective. My five brothers and sisters and I have been going to the Taos Clinic for children and youth since we moved from Gallup to Taos in 1998. I have been going to this clinic with a cozy environment, friendly caring doctors, and smiley front desk people for seven years, which is nearly half my life. When I heard that the clinic might possibly close, I attended the Taos Pediatric and Healthcare meeting held on September 7th. Fortunately, Holy Cross Hospital, the Department of Health, and the Taos Community Foundation donated $60,000 to keep the doors open. The loss of the clinic would undeniably degrade the health of the children in Taos, 
because Dr. Anderson, Dr. Ortizi Pino, Dr. Gilbert, and Dr. Villarreal would not be around for help. All of you may think that doctors are wealthy. <laughs> think again. A major problem at the clinic is that hard-working doctors such as Dr. Villarreal, Dr. Anderson, Dr. Ortiz Pino, and Dr. Gilbert continue providing services, never knowing whether they will receive compensation or not, because the government has 7,000 reasons not to pay them. These doctors care for the well-being of our community. Otherwise, they would not be in Taos, well known as an economically depressed area to begin with. Problems at the clinic include the ratio of people on Medicaid to people not on Medicaid being 70% to 20%, and Medicaid reimbursement being three times slower than the standard of acceptability set in 1999. People at the meeting got extremely emotional as they thanked doctors for helping their children lead healthy lives and expressed the fact that they would not be able to afford health care if the clinic closed. One teary-eyed mother thanked Dr. Anderson for having taken her phone calls day or night, and for his emotional support, which had helped her daughter, Vanessa Martinez, who suffers from asthma, to reach the age of 30. Another grateful clinic goer, Julie Martinez, said that she could not afford health care for her children, even though she holds three jobs. Because Trisha Tyler cannot afford health insurance for her son, Gilbert, she might be forced to move outside Taos. The nurse at the Taos High School Clinic explained that without its partnership with the Taos Clinic for Children and Youth, it would be unable to provide immunizations for all students. Wanda Quintana, the president of the school board, said that if the clinic closes, there would be an increase in student absences due to illnesses. Kids have to be physically and mentally fit to learn, she said. A short-term solution would be an increase in Medicaid reimbursement, and a long-term solution would be asking the governor to designate the town of Taos as a medically underserved area. I urge you to write the governor. His address is 400 State Capital, Santa Fe, New Mexico, 87504. If the clinic closes, an important part of Taos history will be destroyed, as well as Taos' future. The clinic needs to stay open because we need to be healthy to be happy. This is Juman Quace with the perspective produced by Cultural Energy. Thanks, Juman, for that report. And now more music. All right, this next song is a special song by Damian Marley. It's Road to Zion. of calamity, dirty looks and grudges and jealousy, and police where you abuse the majority, me the clowns when I know about variety, boom, the youngest veteran I go murder them slow, rock a muffin sent to call me from the bush bungalow, when I watch it make a clear road, my voice now figure out, emerge from the darkness with me. <laughs> As I start from scratch about this born suspect named me, a street legend. Pulling hits was his infatuation. From birth, his first spoken word was tech. So by the age of 12, you can... Yeah, that was Wax Paper by J-Live. And before that, we had The Road to Zion by Damian Marley. And now we have Calendar with Evan and Lucille.
Hello, I'm Lucia, or Bob. Call me whichever you prefer. And I'm Evan Molson. The City of Albuquerque and the New Mexico Zoological Society are proud to present the 9th Annual River of Lights Holiday Light Festival from November 26th through December 30th. Thousands of twinkling lights will dazzle Rio Grande's botanical gardens visitors. Giant light sculptures of animals, plants, and seasonal themes make the River of Lights New Mexico's largest walk-through holiday light show. The city animal shelter desperately needs volunteers to walk a dog, show animals to prospective adopters, help out in the cattery or foster puppies or kittens. The Alliance for Albuquerque Animals will train and mentor you 1 to 2.30 p.m. at the Taylor Ranch Community Center, which is located at 4900 Kachina Northwest. Call Peggy Weigel for details or to register. You can contact her at 620-6554. Which is the key. Circus Luminous, the holiday spectacular, returns in an all-new show for the whole family. With more stupendous acrobatics, side-splitting antics, and mind-bending, gravity-defying aerial feats. For more info, call 505-988-1234. Once again, that's 505-988-1234. The key. The Native Edition Writing Contest seeks entries of poetry, short stories, and essays from students in grades K through 12. All submissions are subject to publication in Native Edition anthologies. For info, you can go to youngauthors.org. The deadline for this contest is November 25th. The Humana Society of New Mexico seeks entries from high school juniors and seniors covering several topics and current issues, including the teaching of evolution in schools, church and state separation, and fighting terrorism. For more info, contact or go to humanist.net slash nm. The deadline is December 19th. Every Friday and Saturday, continuing to the end of the year, Mystery Cafe presents Interactive Dance Theater. Dinner Theater. <laughs> 7 p.m. at the Sheraton Uptown Hotel, 2600 Louisiana Northeast. Reservations are required, and you can acquire them at 237-1385. Every Friday, Poetry on the Patio, 8 p.m. Try some pie and chai while listening to sh sh or sharing poetry at La Sierra Cafe, 1501 Mountain Road, Road Northwest. For more info, call 244-9105. Once again, that's 244-9105. Or email cafe at lasierangitu.com. Every Sunday, there will be guided hikes at Boca Negra Canyon in the Petroglyph National Monument. The hikes start at 10 a.m. It's free, and you can call 425-5200 for more information. And that's our calendar for this week. You can contact us at Youth Radio at KUNM.org. Our message board is at KUNM.org slash Youth Radio. Thanks, and now back to our hosts. Our engineer tonight was Michael Harley. Our producer was Tracy Tram. Our music host was Mars Chillon. Our calendar hosts were Lucia Martinez and Evan Molson. Luis Martinez produced the New Mexico Media Network Report. The Ibda Palestinian dance piece was produced by Michael Harley and Chris Pino. I'm your host, Mina Lee. And I'm Luis Martinez. Others in the Youth Radio Collective are Avika Lucky, Kirby Platero, Wesley Barber, and Joseph Savage. Our adult comrades are Roberto Rael, Paul Ingalls, Marcos Martinez, Krista Pino, and Steve Emmons. Tune in next week for our show at, on Sundays nights at 7 on KUNM. Next up is Spoken Word.